Hi everyone, just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want to break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. A huge thank you to Neon, our favourite New Zealand streaming service, for making this episode of Culture Vulture possible. Kia ora team and welcome to another episode of Culture Vulture. Liv, how are you? I am great. How are you, Luce? Yes, I'm not bad. We went to Pihar on the weekend and we were just laughing about how like we went in and we felt like we were going to get towed away and be featured on Pihar Rescue, which I don't think is even filming anymore. But yeah, for those of you who don't live in New Zealand, it's like this TV show where they sort of rescue people that have got swept away by the ocean um, at this specific beach, which we went to for the first time. But It's a rip-off of Bondi Rescue. Yeah, so yeah. Exactly. It's like the New Zealand version. Liv, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the return of the cringe couple. Now, this was um, based off of an article that I read in the cut and put in the newsletter. And basically, you know, Pete, I always want to call him Pete Wentz, who is, I think, from like Fallout Boy, who I was a big fan of Fallout Boy. Pete Davidson's got a sort of Fallout Boy vibe about him, doesn't he? Yeah, well... Pete Davidson, who we are actually sort of talking about, and Kim Kardashian has been the story that's been permeating all of our feeds. And just like the fact that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian and Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are just like these really cringe, like like PDA couples. But they are having an absolute moment. They're having a ball as well. And they're like parents. Like they're all just parents, not Pete Davidson, but their parents just like being cringe and kind of owning it, which is hilarious. So we're going to have a big conversation about that. Liv's going to lead our naughty or nice. But first of all, Olivia, what describes your week this week? (laughs) Okay, so I was at first scared that we were going to have the same thing for this, just because this was actually your recommendation. But it totally took over my week. And that is Chicken Shop Date. Oh, I'm obsessed with Chicken Shop Date. Oh, okay. What one specifically? Oh, my favorite favorite has been Phineas. Phineas, yeah. We're big fans of Phineas. We're biased. We're definitely biased. But like, he just he kept up with her. Whereas a lot of people just sort of like laugh at her awkwardness and can't really like handle the whole environment. Ed Sheeran's wasn't bad. Ed Sheeran's wasn't bad, and you know it takes a lot for us to give the man a nice compliment, but he's got the chat. Exactly. So for those of you who don't know what Chicken Shop Date is, um, it's run by this girl called Amelia de Moldenberg. Um, and she's like a girl in her 20s from England, and she just like interviews, I think it's mainly singers and pop stars and rappers, but she does it in like a date style and they go to the local like chip shop and it's all like thrives off of this very awkward comedy, like very, very English comedy. Um, And honestly, it's just really funny. They're really short. They're really quick. And she's just great. She's so funny. I think I first saw um, Jack Harlow on her chicken shop date yes. things on TikTok. And I just, I, mean, I sent, who did I send you? Did I send you Phineas's and be like, yeah. go and watch this? No, you send me H. Oh, <laughs> 
so funny because I don't even know who H is. I don't know is. who H is, but they seem to have had history or something. I don't really get it. It's really funny. And then, yeah, no, they are excellent. The They're really funny. Bags. And I just sort of thought it was so in the theme of today's um, <laughs> cringe today's, couple episode. Yeah. And also because I'd sort of gotten on Bumble for the first time as well, which it's just all so cringe and yes. watching her videos just makes me feel better about my own like awful oh. conversations. Yeah. But um anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the romantic theme of the week. Anyway, Liz, what about you? Um the thing that describes my week is ants. <laughs> is in the li- the little critters that run around because when I was recording the shit show last week, there was like I dropped a piece of lettuce on my floor and I looked to my left like as I was recording and there was a fucking infestation of ants in my bedroom. And then we went to Pihai, as we mentioned, and we drove Liv's car and Liv didn't eat her croissant on the way there. And we got back in the car and it was covered in ants and she still ate it. <laughs> Why are you hearing me out like Waste this? not, what not. And Boy, then there was no ants in the croissant. No. They were just over, just brushing them we off. We just brushed off. Yeah. We even peeled it layer by layer to make sure there was no <laughs> ants in there. Broken up it was fine. And then we got home and um, went to heat up some leftovers in the microwave. And guess what was in the microwave? Ants. And, like, we're not even gross people, but these ants. Okay, live sometimes. <laughs> like... Like, they should not be in the microwave or that close to my bed. No, <laughs> awful. But, like, for some reason, I'm ant girl. Oh, oh yes, because Liv had ant- One time I had to drive Liv's car home and she'd left a smoothie in there. And oh, there yeah, that's so gross. Car. I'm actually quite clean, but sometimes I'm bad at rem- leaving shit places sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah, so Liv is, in the arse. Liv is ant girl and that, that describes <laughs> my week. Liv, in fear of sickening out the rest of the audience that is still remaining after our ant chat, what is your naughty or nice this week? Okay, well, before we get into naughty or nice, I just wanted to preface that we do want to talk about the Astro World tragedy, um, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard about and are talking about, but we aren't going to actually cover it on this podcast today. Um, If you want to go and listen to everything that was happening at Travis Scott's music festival um, and all of the tragic deaths that occurred during the mosh pit, go and listen to this week's shit show episode. We want to make sure we have all the facts and we get as much info on it as possible because obviously it's it's a huge story and people will be getting held accountable. We want to make sure that we do as good a reporting as we can on it. I wrote about it in the newsletter this morning, which is online um, at the moment if you want to go and get yourself caught up. But this Friday's episode of The Shit Show, me and Nick will be discussing it with all our updated info. So we will... Be addressing it. Exactly. And the episode we had planned for today for Culture Vulture is quite a sugary one, so we just didn't feel like, you know, it was right to put it in there amongst all of this fluffy shit. So we're going to pop that over in that one. But, okay, time for Naughty or Nice. These are all quite random. Okay. First story I've sort of got is that Vice got a security expert, one who investigates war crimes, to help uncover Timothy Chalamet's past as YouTuber modded controller 360. Have you heard about this, Lucy? I've written about this in the newsletter. Did you write? (laughs) This was one of my final thoughts, one and one newsletter, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
shows that I sometimes don't get to the end. <laughs> Awful. No, no, no. It was a final thought link. It wasn't. I haven't written about it at length. So oh, okay. please tell me. Cool. So basically um, a theory popped up in 2018 when one of Timmy's fan pages on Instagram said they were looking at his old YouTube channel. They didn't actually preface what YouTube channel that was, so I'm not really sure. But they'd seen that his channel had liked a few of the videos from this channel called modded controller 360 um so modding means when you like modify something or like in this case modifying these xbox controllers like he was painting them different colors and like whatever very funny but um the videos would have been put out when he was about 15 years old um so basically like they hired this guy to investigate because in in the videos it doesn't show the person's face it's just his voice talking about (laughs) these controllers um there's only like three videos or something. It's very, very niche, but obviously this is how the internet works these days. Um, so this guy, this investigator didn't even know who the fuck Timothy Chalamet was, but he was... Chalamet? <laughs> Chalamet. So Vice even reached out to researchers to do a forensic voice comparison between like the person on the video and Timmy. Um, but none of them responded, unfortunately. Basically, the investigation really took off when Timothy posted a picture of himself when he looked about, like, 10 years old. It's very classic boys' sleepover. Like, they were obviously playing a lot of computer games. And then people were, like, comparing the chair and the material on the chair to the material of the chair in the video, like, going to lengths to, like, you know, really show that it was him. Also, a scar on his left ring finger corresponded with the scar on the guy's left ring finger and then something to do with the rug being the same alignment to the floor like so so ridiculous but yeah what happened in the end was that Timothy actually talked about it um, in a recent interview with Zendaya Um, so yeah that mystery was solved but when this interview was written on Vice like that hadn't been solved yet so they had to put a little update like by the way he's he's addressed it (laughs) also him and Zendaya's friendship is just the most wholesome thing so wholesome so so wholesome I'm not surprised honestly I am not surprised because what we watched that little Timmy Timmy Tim is that his little dancing thing I think that's the the article said something like this is not the first time his public persona has been challenged like he used to be little Timmy Tim or whoever it was Um, yeah fuck he's out the box Um, next story is probably the shortest and most anticlimactic story of all time but it got a whole lot of airtime this week so I thought I'd chuck it in um, Jay-Z joined Instagram and then he was followed by Beyonce and she has never, ever, ever followed anyone. Um, but then he deleted his account a few days later. I just thought I'd bring this up to you, Lucy, because I know you're a fan of the ratio, like the ratio between your followers and who you're following. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it. I'm certainly aware of it. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that Jay-Z was obviously paid to promote this, promote something, whatever Beyonce shared of his. Um, again, wrote about it in the newsletter. Yeah, so I did see it that time. So I, I just thought, like, it kind of, on the theme of cringe couples, like, cringed me out that they had obviously been like, you need to promote this thing. You share this, Beyonce, share it to your story, you follow him. And then he fucking deleted his, Jay-Z deleted his I Instagram. Know, absolutely. I and just, he cheated on Beyonce. So I just <laughs> Just can't. to chuck that in just there. Just to throw that in there. Great story. I love a short, naughty or nice, like a short, like, this happened. Wait, so was Timmy's naughty or nice? What did you think? I think it's nice. I yeah, think it's, it's wholesome. Yeah, it's so wholesome. 
Jay-Z, I think that's naughty. Yeah, definitely naughty. PR stunt. And you cheated on Beyonce. Yeah, you, we're never going to... Naughty, we're never going to... <laughs> Becky with the good hair who. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, the next story, or I don't even know what these are topics. I think they're stories. Stories, yeah. Um, is what's going on with Harry Styles' accent in The Eternals. Just a bit of a preface. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that's more it. Um, if you are a huge diehard Marvel fan um, and you don't want to be hearing about this, then... Stop here. Stop. Skip 30 Skip. Yeah, I don't seconds. think it's going to be long. A minute. A minute, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Um, so in a Vulture article titled, What's Going On With Harry Styles' Accent in Eternals, writer Rebecca Alter says that although Harry certainly looks a part of a Greek love god, she questions what the fuck is going on with his accent, saying, and I'm quoting her now, in Styles' brief moments on screen, he appears to have taken multiple classes at the Nicole Kidman Finishing School for Ambiguous Accent Work. And then basically she goes on to say that in parts he sounds like alluded up Aussie and other parts he sounds like mostly American um even a Russian mobster and then sort of back to his like old English rock star roots and like Liv we've seen this yeah and that was one of the first things I said to you oh no you said to me I said I don't know if he's just not really that good of an actor or we just know him too much as Harry Styles we can't separate it and you were like well, what accent is he doing? Yeah, and then you were like, I think it's just him, which is the argument that a lot of people have said. A lot of people have said he just has quite an ambiguous accent. But the thing is, if you're an actor, you're not acting yourself. Oh, when I said I think it's just him, I thought that maybe the character was meant to be British and he was just okay to say to use his normal oh, to accent. use his voice. But a lot of people have been saying that he is someone, you know, these global stars and how they travel so much and they're always living in different yes. places. Like they get these really sort of muddied accents, which actually is so true. Just like, you know, Gillian Anderson, I know she lived in the States and English, but she had like a very like in-between accent. And then I saw a um I saw an interview with the girl from the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Um, and she also had a super, like, ambiguous accent. And you can see how these people living in all of these different places, playing these different roles. But, you've, but still you're sort of, in, you've got to pick one. Yeah. If, well, if you're acting a role, you sort of got to just pick the character's accent and then sort of do it. Fun fact, I know I'm full of them. Um, <laughs> Vogue this week published an article called something like Why Harry Styles is the Greatest Actor of All Time. And it was a really funny article, actually, like a little bit poking fun. But like, you know, you can never really poke that much fun at Harry Styles because he is the best. And they had included a Cisco post, one of our posts being of like Harry Styles doing mundane things. And I just thought, of course, the one time we're in Vogue, well, actually the second time <laughs> they interviewed us. Just, just to put that in, actually, guys, it's not our first time. Actually, it's not our first radio on Vogue. But like, of course, when we're in Vogue, it's to do with Harry Styles. And it's like just this stupid, weird thing it's that we're all, that's all we're known for now. I know. We don't yeah. tell the news. We don't talk about culture. It's just Harry Styles. It's just so funny because he has been quite a good actor. Like anything I've seen him in, like SNL, he was really good. Mm. Dunkirk, I thought he was really good in Dunkirk. I know he didn't have that many lines, but he was still good yeah i thought he was good too i saw the trailer for don't worry darling yeah i'm a bit worried i have to admit like i'm such <laughs> don't a don't worry but i am worried obviously i'm such a fan yeah quite obviously the most obvious thing is that i'm a fan but 
I'm just worried because I feel like, how are we going to defend it well, if he's, like, really bad? We don't have to. Like, he's a fucking fantastic singer. He doesn't need to be phenomenal at everything he does. Yeah, but it's just, like, if he's going to get... They're saying he's got a five-part Marvel, like, movie deal, which could be wrong. <laughs> but I'm just worried. I'm yeah. just worried as if he's my own child or husband. No, I know. Well, we've put... <laughs> We put so much weight into this one man. This one man. He's, He's literally the weight of the Cisco world on his shoulders. But anyway. We're nothing without you, Harry. Right. Can we get you. into. Oh, naughty or nice for Harry? Naughty. Naughty Pick accent. An accent. Naughty yeah. accent. Love you, Harry, but unsure. Mm. Anyway, or just like message us with your reasoning. Yeah, or just send us a voice memo with like five different accents and we'll pick the one. Yeah, we'll show you the one that you should have done. <laughs> it should definitely be Kiwi. Right, Liv, before we get into our main segment about the return of the cringe couple, let's hear from our sponsors. Now, Liv, being in lockdown in Auckland, we have literally got all the time in the world just to watch TV, obviously. And lucky for me, Neon is releasing new episodes of Succession, which is my favourite show ever, every week. Yes, it is, loose. So exciting. And also, I just saw that Promising Young Woman yes. is on there, and that's such a fucking good movie, so I'm so keen to rewatch it. And Bo Burnham is in that movie. <sighs> love him. Love Don't him. love his character. Oh, no, no, no. Love him. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch with you. Absolutely. And in case you couldn't tell, Neon is our favourite New Zealand-based streaming service, and the best part is you can get a 14-day free trial to test it out. And none of this would be possible without Neon, who let us chat about pop culture as a part of our job, which is just the best fucking thing ever. So shot Neon. Thank you, Neon. We love ya. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you. Love you. 